Welcome to Wednesday Comics. My name is Marvin. This is the comic book podcast for uh, what day is it today? Uh, 422? I don't know. My brain's rattling during that uh, intro music. What was it? I don't know how it hurt. I don't know how it sounded to you, but it sounded horrible for me. Oh, okay. Uh, 422, 2020. To my right, AP18 himself. That's Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. Good. To my left, G-Dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Forecast, episode 25 is the finale of the second season. And Ooh. in honor of that, we have a special guest with us, the uh, hashtag guest host one. Hashtag guest host one in the building. Uh, we <laughs> are doing this via uh, video conferencing, and his name does say guest. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here today to uh, you know what you know what comics aren't coming out anymore. So uh, actually, one did this week, uh, one that was a surprise, and we'll talk about that a little later. But as we always do in these uh, <clears throat> quarantine episodes, uh, we're gonna start with the episode with and once again it doesn't have to be comics, but what have you been occupying your time with? Uh, you know what? Let's give the guest host a uh, uh, chance to talk first since he's here. Corey, what have you been doing up there? Isolated. Oh, man, I wish I could say I've been watching a lot of superhero stuff, but I was just uh, telling everybody before we started, in the last two days, I have watched 17 one-hour episodes of Ozark. Yes, it has preoccupied my life, and it's what I will be doing for the foreseeable future until the end of season three. Is that good? <laughs> I mean, obviously, Do if you're you watching like it, it's so. great. I mean, if you're still watching it, yeah, I guess <laughs> that's the... I was waiting for him. To <laughs> if, you, if you spent 17 hours it's watching it, I'm sure it's going to be pretty it's decent. Like... Uh, what about yeah. you? Uh, what anything else? Just Ozark? It's You've like been... Breaking Bad. Go ahead. Near one. <laughs> breaking Bad year one. Just Ozark. Um, oh, I guess I guess I watched the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle out a couple years ago. That was okay. The second Otherwise, one. Which one's that? Much, just uh, the shadows. Bebop and Rocksteady. Is that on Amazon? Yeah. Is that where you watch that? The one that has ML in it, not like not like the old one. Not like no, I haven't seen that yet. So I just finally watched it. Oh yeah, Rambo last one. Okay, Corey, you might have to uh, time out, Corey. What? There's a huge delay <laughs> of your phone, unless that's what? just me. No, it's him. No, I, can't. Okay. I I watched your mouth say stuff and it didn't match what you said to me. Corey, can you call on your phone? He is on his phone. You're on your phone or your laptop? <laughs> I am on my phone. He's um, on his phone. I read his lips. My phone. Hey, no, just leave him. This is okay. This is people know this is a quarantine episode. Uh okay. it's fine. You just know that when Hold we on, ask Corey a question, he's on a second delay. Exactly. So uh Corey, are you trying to figure that out? Garrett, what have you been occupying your time with? Who'd you ask? Uh, Garrett, you, sorry. Garrett. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Still catching up. I'm too, I'm um, too busy watching Corey. <laughs> um, so actually, uh, starting this last Thursday night, I finally got to Daredevil Season 3, and it did not disappoint. Uh, love that. And then uh, Hashtag Guest Old Swan over here got me on this new show called Outer Banks. Uh, they just dropped Season 1 on Netflix, and it's like a treasure hunt mystery thriller show and it is awesome so i uh, really enjoyed that so i didn't Corey watched 17 hours of tv where i watched 23 hours so suck <laughs> it but that was over four days not two <clears throat> there you go uh Corey, we can't hear you. Hey, that's no, that was just the last two days. No, so that was okay. <laughs> he I just yelled at us, and then like two seconds later, his voice showed up. 27 episodes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Corey, he's the only one out of state, so I mean, true. <laughs> I know, but it, it just it makes this way more, more, it, fun it makes to it watch seem like uh, it makes it seem like uh, he's yelling from Minneapolis, <laughs> you know, and then we hear. <laughs> You know what actually might help? It might help if you turn off your video. Maybe that will... Uh, yeah. 
Should we all turn off our video? <laughs> yeah, or just turn off the just... video. That's fine. Okay. Um, Alex, while they're doing that here, what are you uh, occupying your time with? Time with? <laughs> uh, so I haven't changed very much. I've been. Uh, I still work. And so during the days I'm at my job and then I come home, play with my daughter. Uh, I've even spent more time playing Borderlands because I've got trophies that I want to get for all the main characters. I've got some infinite guns on one of my guys. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I feel like a 19-year-old geek who should be doing a daytime job, but I find out I'm 30 and I have that job. So <laughs> I still feel like a loser, but it's nice. It's it's. I need a chance to take a break, and that's my my thing. I'm not reading bo- books. Unlike Garrett, I didn't catch up yet, but I should. There you go, Alex Pastrano. Delayed or am I good? I don't know. Now we can't see what you're talking. We can't so. see you. <laughs> but is my I mean, is my audio lined up? Yeah, it sounds better now. Yeah, it sounds like you're more on top of things now. So, uh, okay, I have uh, been um, occupying my time with a little thing called Animal Crossing. Uh, got that right during the quarantine, so I've been doing that. Uh, that game's like a slow burn. It's naturally a slow burn. Like, you can only do, like, shit actually takes real life time. Like, if I plant the tree, it takes three real life days for it to grow. Uh, or two, I think it is. Um, or, so you have to, like, actually wait. So you can't, like, rush through that game, which I enjoy right now, because, uh, I got time, baby. Um, <laughs> but today, and I know, uh, Garrett, actually, everybody on this call right now is going to be uh, excited that this is finally happening, but, um, uh, Sony is having a, a, a spring sale. So, uh, the, uh, Spider-Man game, which is normally $40, was, uh, $20. And I saw, I looked at my account, and I had $11 of credit still, so I go out and bought it for 9 bucks, game of the year edition, Spider-Man. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah, you get the season pass then. And I uh, played the uh, um, first part, the uh, tutorial, basically, when you fight uh, Kingpin for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I died five times fighting Kingpin. <laughs> okay. That was going to be my next big concern. Are you good at it? Do you see the punches coming? I literally was like, this can't be this fucking hard. This is the tutorial. <laughs> I uh, I died one or once or twice too. I figured it out though because I was focusing on his minion guys, and if you do that, it never ends. Um, it just they constantly keep. But if, so the very last time I was like, I'm just gonna fight him, and if I hit the other guys, I'll just dodge their hits and stuff like that. And it actually was pretty quick. And I was like, okay, so I was doing it wrong. Uh, because if you fight, like I said, if you fight the other people, they just keep coming, and then he just sucker punches you and you die. Um. Yeah, but you have a spider sense. Even if he goes to take a swing, you should still. They gotta make that shit more apparent. You can't really see it. (laughs) I wish the whole screen would flash. Then I would know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the old man setting. I actually, I thought about that when I was playing. I was like, I am not actually uh, dodging when that goes off. I just dodge randomly. So. Yeah, I saw you. You look like like the spaz Spider Man who's not actually doing anything. You just jump around accidentally. And I actually, uh, for a half second, forgot that that wasn't the punch button. And I was like dodging all over the place. And I was like, why would he not hit them? I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I've been playing that. Uh, It's pretty good so far. I mean, it's a tutorial, but it literally took me like an hour to beat that tutorial. So uh, we'll see how long it takes me to beat that game. It's a pretty long campaign, to be honest. Um, while I was waiting for that to download, I played a little bit of Red Dead. I haven't played that in a while because I had it on my PS4 still. So I was playing Red Dead, and um, I'm so like... For anybody out there that doesn't know, Garrett knows this. Uh, how, when that game came out, what, two years ago? Uh, oh, a year and a half. A year and a half. year and a half. Uh, still haven't beat it um, because I <laughs> get distracted and don't actually do the main story. Uh, so I turn on today and I go, hey, may I do one mission? Uh, turns out I didn't do any mission. Uh, I just uh, went to this town and uh, it's the uh, that emerald place, uh, Garrett, with the farm. And I was just looking at the animals, showing Jack, uh, my son, uh, the animals. And then a sheep got out. So I went to go after the sheep and I uh, roped them up, but he's too strong and took all my energy. And then I got frustrated and just killed a bunch of people. So, <laughs> and then I started Dude. off. That game is the longest game I've ever played in my life. I started it in October. And I don't think I beat it till like February or March. I mean, it takes like five years to start up. I mean, even that process, uh, my kids got bored waiting for that. 
<laughs> so I just yeah. Oh yeah, and it's got like <clears throat> a bunch of chapters, and each chapter has like thirty missions. Oh, actually, at one point, so at one point, I uh, uh, my son was like, "Hey, can I play?" And I was like, "All right." So I handed up the controller, and I had just found this guy sitting by a tree. He wasn't a threat; he was just sitting there. And I was showing him how to move and stuff like that, and he was moving. And then he kind of like moved the camera to look at the the sky, and he looked at the stars. And then he moved it down, and I guess uh, he must have pushed the uh, circle button, which is the attack button, and he uh, kicked this guy's face into the tree like five times. <laughs> and I just stood there being like, oh, okay. I didn't realize it's going to look that brutal, but all right. <laughs> and I go, hey, maybe I should play it. I get the controller. <laughs> Dad, what's the red jello? <laughs> That's what happened when I was killing those guys. One guy, like, I shot him, and he, like, laid on the ground for a while, and I killed some other guys, and I went over to, like, hide his body, and the floor was staying red, and I was like, hey, I forgot how brutal this game is. It is rated M for a reason. You know, you get you get, you get, you get, you get uh, confused sometimes. Sometimes it's rated M, and it's not that bad. Put that one That's true. That's true. Uh, Wednesday Comics, 422.20. Uh, that's a lot of uh, numbers divisible by right, two. Um... We're here once again. No new comics coming out, but you can still go back and get some old comics like we've been talking about in the past. If you would like to do that, the answer is RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Uh, your definitive source for all things comics. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. I actually did see recently they got a restock of supplies. So if you're looking to organize your uh, comics during this time, uh, that is an option. And they are still getting a normal supply of other stuff, they said. So there you go, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Go to the website and see how you can uh, order from them. Uh, so, Garrett, but, yes, <clears throat> yeah. I have a question for Garrett: Do you don't get do you get Wolverine, <clears throat> the new comic? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I I noticed brought it up as like <clears throat> just got caught up on it a couple of days ago, and I don't think I like it. Yeah, it's a little different than I was expecting. I've kind of been let down by all entities Wolverine besides Old Man Logan or Dead Man Logan in the last couple of years. Like I had I had binge read all the X-Men stuff again and I was on this X-Men hype and I ended on Wolverine and so just a quick spoiler for the book, Wolverine's gonna go help this detective kill some people, and that's a rule a law that the mutants have is not to kill humans. And even Wolverine's brought it up to people that we don't kill people. And yet this whole book is about him hunting someone down, and I was like, um, well, technically, There's... he's hunting dead people, so... I suppose. I suppose. Loophole. Okay. That's all. I need someone to talk to about it quick. <laughs> um, before, actually, we get to our uh, review, I thought... Usually, we do our review of a book, and then we do our feature, but since the review is only one issue, um, and actually is new material to talk about, something that just came out, and a lot of people might be picking up, or maybe didn't know about it, and they can go ahead and uh, search it out, but... There were a couple items this week that I think warrant us uh, talking about them. So here comes a segment we haven't uh, done in a while. It's called uh, Wednesday Comics News. Here we go. Welcome to the news here. Uh, Corey, you still there? I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay. You're very <laughs> quiet, so I was like, did we lose this guy? Uh, yeah. First here, things here. first, the thing that Garrett told me, breaking news. I mean, it was uh, something that we uh, knew was coming, but uh, yet it's still uh, something that hasn't been <clears throat> hasn't happened in the 51-year history of San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, it has been canceled uh, this year. Uh, so uh, no San Diego Comic-Con this year. And uh, let me read to you their uh, um, post here. Oh, wait. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> uh, Comic-Con International confirms that for the first time, the annual comic pop culture celebration is not happening this year. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, we should shutting down numerous annual events and postponing movies all over the globe. Many have been wondering whether or not San Diego's annual Comic-Con will meet the next fate. Now, Comic-Con International, the company behind the convention, has announced SDCC 2020 will be canceled. 
this year, returning in 2021. Comic-Con International is officially canceling the 2020 San Diego Comic-Con, marking the first time in 50 years that the show will not go on. Comic-Con Museum said in a press release, it is the right thing to do. Comic-Con wants to do all we can to fight the spread of this virus and support workers who are on the front line fighting this battle. Um, recently, they announced that Anheuser WonderCom was also canceled. Uh, it will return in 2021. This is just the next in <coughs> annual events that have been canceled or postponed due to the current situation. So uh, there we go. Canceled first time in 50 years. Uh, what do you think here, Garrett? Uh, you know, it, it's sad, but again, I mean, can you like this close to an event, be able to organize and operate? Like, I think that's why most of them are closing so early ahead of time. A, because obviously we're in a pandemic, but B, because like, can you imagine all the setup it takes for how much money that con makes and like how much setups involved? There's no way you could start the month or two before the event and hope to have everything ready in time. So it's... It's a horrible thing, but again, you know, trying to keep people safe. And so it's, I, I understand why they're doing it. It's just kind of a, it's a, it's a bummer though. I mean, I bet there's a lot of people that got, you know, they had their tickets and I'm sure they're getting refunded. I hope so. Um, but yeah, it would be a bummer. Cause like, could you imagine if that was like, we've always talked about going to the con. Could you imagine if this was like our first year we were going to go and then like this happened, uh, it'd be, it'd be pretty shitty. Well, I mean, uh, two things, too. Like, California does not have a date in which they're going to return to normal. Like, their uh, stay-at-home orders doesn't have an end date. So then, again, you have that. You don't know when this can be over. And a lot of people are, are predicting even if when we get back to normal, we can uh, start socializing, it's going to be a gradual thing and not just like, oh, all of a sudden we switch back to what we were. And in a Comic-Con situation, especially that, the mother of all Comic-Cons, you're packed in there like sardines. Uh, there's no way you could socially distance yourself or not get sick. People get sick all the time at cons because you're so close to the people touching other people, shaking hands, you know, I think it, like you said, not only logistically in a normal situation, the amount of time it'd be crazy to put together, but then also with all the new stuff that they would have to account for it, There's no way. So they were just like, let's cancel. I mean, it also was a hard decision. They were one of the last ones to cancel. I mean, so close to the date. Uh, and they're like, let's see what next year looks like. Like, let's wait for people to get back to normal, and then we'll see what next year looks like. Alex, right. you, know, the, you know, the scary thing is that even if we get through this first pandemic in 2020, who is to say that there isn't another evolution of the same virus that's going to come back around year after year after year, that hopefully we can at least nip it in the bud now, and knowing that 2020, something new can come out of it, which be exciting. Uh, and even if Speaking of nowadays, even if we did all the cleaning that all these places are doing, you know, you're using all your hand sanitizer, you're spraying down stuff, blah, 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 blah. That's still not enough to clean up the amount of sardines that are going to hang out at that Comic-Con. And even if everybody's in this a bubble themselves, you'd still be running the risk of, tran- you know, transferring this sickness over. Right. Well, what I have been seeing, though, in response to all these cons being canceled is virtual Comic Cons where there's still panels that you can join and you're just a spectator. And like, I think there was one con, I don't know which one, that people who had bought their tickets, they got their money refunded, but they got access to the virtual Comic Cons and people that wanted to attend the virtual comic con sought to pay out of pocket. But I still think that's cool because, like, at least you're getting somewhat of an experience, uh, if there was a panel set up, so that's better than nothing. Yeah. Corey, what do you think? You know, um, like, like everybody else has said, it's, it's really a bummer. Um, but you know, with what's going on, there's just no other way to keep people safe. And yeah, you know, this is my favorite time of the year is comic con because I love all the new movie trailers and stuff coming out, but, uh, you know, movies will still be there after this is done. So, um, it's worth the wait. I mean that too. Like even a movie theater, uh, Cinemark recently announced that they will start to get back to normal. Try to at least uh, beginning July first. But even when they first open, there's going to be rules where like it obviously can't be sold out. Uh, so there needs to be some space in between people. But also like everything, everything I push back. Nothing's going to be uh, on it on July first. So they're going to actually start. Um, 
they are going to start with like movies that are popular movies and to just show them on the big screen again, not like new movies, but obviously like, uh, for example, Inception, uh, that wasn't one of them. But I'm just saying like, you know, Batman, Dark Knight and stuff like that. They're going to go with the big hits to get people back to the, the theaters. They said it's not going to be obviously they're not going to charge normal price for those kind of movies because they've been back for a while, but a really reduced price, they said, just to get people used to going back to the theater. And then uh, they're hoping, because this is the one movie, I don't know, Corey, you probably know this, there's only one movie that hasn't got delayed or pushed back. It literally has stayed in its spot uh, and has not moved, which is Tenant, the next Christopher Nolan movie, uh, July, uh, two weeks after that, I think it does 17th, something like that. Uh, that's the only movie that hasn't canceled or postponed itself. It's like been holding itself, being like, no, we're coming out this day. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, if you've seen all the public, like the news behind Christopher Nolan's decisions with like theaters and things like that, he's like, he's really uh, gung ho on trying to save the theater industry. Right. So we'll see about that. I, I was actually just thinking, uh, and actually I don't think we've talked about it <clears throat> even off of the podcast. Everything's getting delayed in terms of uh, comic books, movies, everything. Um, when this is all not over, over, but you know, normal enough, it seems like all these things either have to be pushed back, and or like a lot of stuff's just going to come out at once. Like, I mean, some of the, a lot of the stuff is already done. Uh, we just haven't seen it. For instance, New Mutants. New Mutants is a movie that is done, <laughs> and yet. Uh, it's been done years. I know that's what I'm saying. It's like so, like all these all these things that are done that were supposed to be out by now already are just waiting for us to be able to go back out there. Some of them have decided, for instance, Trolls uh, World Tour, Onward, things like that. Actually, no, Onward's a different case, but uh, have decided just to come out uh, direct to streaming uh, that way, which is a choice. But there's some certain movies, and Marvel hasn't made that decision yet with any of theirs, New Mutants or Black Widow, but. Like Tenet, there's no way Christopher Nolan's going to be like, yeah, put that on streaming. This guy always goes, hey, go to the IMAX and watch my movies. He's not going to be like, hey, watch this on your TV. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these are going to wait until theaters reopen and just going to be it's going to be a little bit of logistics even on that side to get back to normal. So the whole thing's crazy. And I guess we'll see what happens when that and which is the least the concerns right now is all this kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, when you're a. Uh, isolated here you occupy yourself with this kind of uh talk here uh another story here is diamond begins to ship comics again i don't know if you guys heard this uh what on uh, friday they announced this dc also is taking distribution into its own hands so on friday diamond announced a surprising announcement <coughs> that after keeping abreast of new developments regarding the outbreak it's made a decision to sh- begin shipping new weekly product to reduce number of stores in may uh uh-huh. Despite the fact that there's no indication it will be much safer then, uh, they will look to start up distribution again then. Uh, while there are many steps and conversations that need to happen between today and resuming distribution of new product, we are currently targeting mid to late May with the hope that as an industry, we can all work towards that time frame. Of course, we all have seen target dates sometimes need to be adjusted. Is the ever new changing normal? Uh, but we cannot wait for firm dates. Uh, we have to start planning uh, this process and are having important conversations with our publishers and retailers. So once we have more clarity, we will be in a position to restart and scale operations over time. Also uh, coming off of this, DC announced it is putting together its own system of distribution uh, using uh, uh, DCBS and Midtown Comics, and they will begin returning to comic shops Tuesday, April 28th. After taking four-week breaks, fans will celebrate the new superhero stories arriving in operating retail stores. After surveying more than 2,000 stores across the U.S. and Canada, it became clear that many comic book store owners are finding new and creative ways to get books to the fans who want them. On an email that went out to retailers on Friday, DC explained that the new distribution initiative is being spearheaded by Lunar Distribution, UCS Comics Distribution, uh, two new companies created by the DCBS and Midtown Comics. Uh, DC has also launched a new comic book tr- store tracking website to help customers pinpoint exactly where the assortment of new comics uh, will arrive. By taking a look at the map, uh, you'll know it becomes obvious that the publisher will put back a bulk of its force uh, back uh, in North American retailers. 
so you got that. DC's taking it to its own stance, going a different way than using Diamond, and that's going to be starting here uh, next week. So um, I guess we'll so that's going to be like forever, or is that just temporary? I, you know what? No clue. <laughs> because if it works out, why go back the old way? Unless they have some deals in place. They might have a contract in place with Diamond. Where, but since they're not in business, obviously they can't keep the contracts. So DC is finding a different way to get books out there. So Alex, what do you think? Uh, you know, we've been out with a new nine new comics for about a month now. DC getting back in the game first. <clears throat> you know, I. <sighs> that's a tough one because the problem is like I understand that DC wants to jump on it and start putting out new books, but then I'm also thinking that I don't know. Being the only one out there sounds. I don't just not right to me either. I think you might well, as well hold like, off for everybody to get the books and to be able to put them out there. Yeah. Price is like the only fear I would have with them being the only distributor out there. You know? Yeah, it's, I definitely think it's like, I don't know. I don't, do you want to be the first one to kind of like spearhead this new direction when diamond did it in the best interest for everybody, even though, yes, these are businesses that need comic books to run, but that's not all they need. But I don't know. I just feel like the entire comic book industry as a whole is like making a move. And then DC's just like, you know what? We're going to do our own thing. Maybe that's what it just, it seems in bad taste for DC to be like, Nope, screw you guys. Well, I understand that we want to, you know, our, our readers and these comic book stores, they need to have uh, merchandise to sell. They need to be able to stay in business. And so does DC. They need to look at it from their business point of we need to make money. Our, you know, our workers are, are losing money day by day by not putting anything new out. But it just seems like a it'd be like between the four of us, if you guys came down with something or I had something and you guys went to go do something fun without me because I couldn't do it or because I thought it was the wrong move. It just would seem in bad taste, buddy. I do that. I would, out. of course, I do that. I'm DC all the way that way. <laughs> um, I was gonna say though, if you if you read that statement, they do word it in a way that's like we talk to retailers. This is what people are like, obviously, are uh, finding ways to get them comics. But then you think about it from the other stance, the way that that uh, Alex is uh, coming from, uh, but hasn't actually brought it specifically, is that in some states. Their same home orders mean that if you're not an essential business, you are closed. Like they, you, they made you close. Like California, for instance. So you have all these retailers in California, uh, comic book shops. I mean, comic. If DC Comics com- is coming back on the 28th, they're not open yet. So they're just taking lost revenue. Like they're not able to order new comics. They're not able to get it to people. Their normal customers might find another way to get them, either by ordering online or you know, doing it digitally. So they will just be out of luck until, you know, they're able to open their business. Obviously in some places like uh, us locally here, our businesses uh, were told a different thing and they're able to, if they're able to make it safe, they are still open. Um, And uh, our local comic shop has by either delivering or mailing out your comics. So, I mean, that's an option for us, but not for everybody. Uh, I believe also Minnesota, uh, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong. How many businesses are still open over there? So we're under lockdown. So we're on an essential order as well. So through May 4th, um, there, so that's where uh, the only essential business can operate. So, so yeah. So like in, for instance, like even in like Minnesota, even though they're getting new comics next week, their shops won't be able to open for another week after that. So. Um, you have to think about it from that stance too, where they're saying it's the best interest of the retailer because they're out there being open with no new product, but then they're not accounting for all the retailers. Some of them aren't even open. So really now you're making it so that they can't, <coughs> not, not only can they not sell new comics, um, now all the people are able to, their competition basically. So, and especially, it's kind of weird, especially when you say, Hey, these two companies are going to be helping us out, distribute them. And they're two competitors of other comic book shops. So how does that work? It's DCBS and Midtown Comics. Maybe not so much Midtown, even though they have an online thing where you can order from them, but DCBS is purely an online retailer that gives people comics, and now you're seeing they're going to be the ones helping you out. So, I mean, it's it's very messy. Uh, as Alex said, who knows whether or not you believe it's in poor taste or good taste. Uh, DC obviously just wants to get back to normal, but I guess it looks like uh, Diamond, at least within a month's time, uh, if things 
uh, seemed like they could work out as getting back to normal too. So we'll see. Well, the only thing that I think would be weird for retailers is like if they're ordering through Diamond, like are they su- circumventing Diamond for their order that they made to DC, or they have to start a brand new order with DC Comics? That's the weird thing. I'm sure you have to go through a separate channel to do so. It's through DC, you'd have to order them, or through DCBS or whatever distributor is putting it out for them. I find it hard that they ha- they could get it in within a week, but because usually but the previews world is three months in advance, so it's like, how are you going to ship out a buttload of comics a week <laughs> before they're released? Well, that's the only thing is like I think of DCBS, they're normally a two month in advance pre order. So unless there's new routes that they're taking to get these books that are currently coming out for the month, that kind of blows my mind. Especially if you're either filling orders that have already been pre you know, pre made or if they're gonna be taking new orders from new current customers. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, we'll see. We're not <clears throat> entirely sure how the logistics is gonna work, but that's what they announced. So um one last thing here. Um uh JJ Abrams announces that for HBO Max, he is currently producing Justice League Dark series. This is a series that has been in uh uh, development lingo in terms of a movie with Guillermo del Toro for a long, long time, and then eventually he dropped out. And it's been a thing that DC's been trying to get off the ground to do. They did an animated movie um, last year, Garrett. You remember? Uh, it's two years ago. And it is obviously a product that they believe in. They're bringing it back all the time. Uh, I had a comic book series that came back <clears throat> last year, and but now JJ Abrams said that it's going to be a TV show on HBO Max. Uh, the new uh, streaming service from Warner. Uh, that and a Shining spinoff, which uh, I know we all enjoy this Shining in here. And so, uh, but in terms of just like dark, dark, there's nothing really, any details announced, and he just announced that he's producing it again. Uh, do you think that actually comes to light? Or is that going to be, again, be like, hey, we couldn't make this work? Well, I did hear that J.J. signed an exclusive deal with with uh, HBO and Warner Brothers, so I feel like it is going to happen. I feel like that needed to just be a movie. You know, add it to your, your DCU universe and let it go at that. And more importantly, if nothing new is coming out, really, talking all these deals doesn't make any sense. You're not going to be going to work yet anyway. And how long is that you're going to be out of work anyway? So I... I, I, I that's a lot of talk. Talk is cheap. Well, I mean, not only that, like you just said, Alex, like this thing already has uh, a history of not making it out of just talks. And so maybe it is literally to be like, hey, I'm making this. So, I mean, he was asked uh, recently because he signed that deal on that service launches next month. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it is something I would be excited to see. Uh, in terms of TV show, I think if you made it, I just hope they don't wouldn't go down the route where it's like Monster of the Week kind of thing, um, and they actually take it serious. But I don't know. I thought in a movie I had a good chance, but TV show, I like JJ a lot, but I don't know. TV show could quickly become a thing that's just like very generic and not really it more like a supernatural. Not not I mean like your guys is supernatural. I just mean the supernatural in general, like a. X-Files, Supernatural, things like that where it's like um, not really DC-based, but more Supernatural kind of uh, monster-based. And so we'll see. Um, who do you put on that team, though? You, obviously, Constantine. He's probably going to be the, the human center of that movie. Oh, but You know what I'm concerned with with that is like, you know, obviously the CW-verse is going on and Warner Brothers and HBO probably, I don't know if they care about that or not, but Matt Ryan, you know, who played uh, Constantine, I'm like, are you going to recast him? Are you going to have the same guy? Like, I feel like J.J. would recast, but... You know, the the thing is that I'm back on the TV spot and I was thinking of the, the um, Justice League Dark book that we had gotten for the first couple issues and how the characters all seemed kind of choppy and it's due to the fact that it's not a like a concurrent story where you're going to go issue to issue or episode to episode, and you're going to talk on this character and talk on this character and blah, 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 build up slowly, where all I really want to see is just a hour and a half, two-hour movie. This is the bad guy. This is the dealings, blah, 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 blah. Because you are going to end up getting a 10 episodes of just building up to a final battle with one guy 
and he's going to send out all these supernatural monsters, which is cool if it was done correctly. But in my brain, I can't get past the fact that they're going to have to throw Wonder Woman in because she's now in the current Justice League dark. You're going to have to throw Man Bat in. Uh, Swamp Thing would be fine, but he's going to go wander off and do his own thing because the Earth is always under attack. Uh, John Constantine's going to be smoking cigarettes and throwing them out on the ground, pissing off Swamp Thing. It's just going to be a duel amongst all these characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, Alex is making up this scenario and getting mad about his own show he just made. <laughs> See, it sounds like shit, doesn't it? <laughs> like, I was like, this is gonna, this where sucks already. I'm like, dude, nothing happened so far. Calm down. You made this up. Uh, we don't know what's gonna happen. So we'll see. I mean, those I are some told you. <laughs> so those are some things, and uh, obviously, all of this stuff is, uh, except for the San Diego Comic Con, pending. Right? The uh, DC thing. I mean, two weeks ago, three weeks ago on this show, I told you, hey, I guess DC decided they're gonna put new comics tomorrow, and then they decided last second they weren't kind of. So we'll see how it if it happens next week or not. Uh, like uh, Garrett said, it seems a little fast, but we'll see. Uh, like they just announced it. And if you've been working on it for a while, like I'm sure it would have got leaked before. So we'll see how long you've been working on this idea. Um, that's the news for this week. Uh, so this week, actually, a new comic book randomly uh, uh, dropped. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, PanelSyndicate.com uh, is a, a, a website slash service. Marcus Martin and uh, Brian K. Vaughn uh, are the uh, owners of it. Uh, basically, what it is is somewhere to put out comic books, and you pay what you want to get them. Uh, we have talked about on the show previously. Me and Alex read Private Eye that was on there. Uh, we all three of us, when it got re-released in issues, read um, what was it called? Borders, border barrier, barrier, barrier. Uh, three issue mini by Marcos Martin, um, Brian Kivan. Um, they there was a Walking Dead one issue that was on there from Brian Kivan. Uh, it took place in Petty and. So randomly, Ed Brubaker was like, hey, we have this new ongoing series. First issue's out today. Uh, a series that with him and Marcos Martin. Uh, basically, I read the uh, back uh, matter there, and Marcos Martin um, wanted to work with Ed Brubaker. And Ed said, hey, when you have an idea, or he said, hey, Ed, I want to work with you. Can you make up an idea? And uh, we can do it. Ed said he's been thinking about this type of series for a while. And so this is the one that he decided to do. Uh, it's called Friday, uh, so it's pay what you want, uh, panelsyndicate.com. Uh, the first issue's out today. It says it's an ongoing. It doesn't say how long it's going to be. Um, the other comics that have been on that site aren't fairly too long. Alex, you know, how, how many issues was Private Eye? Oh, I don't remember. It wasn't it's that been, long, it, No. I want to say it was maybe five to eight at most. Okay. And then Barrier was three. So, I mean... They haven't been known for ongoing, ongoing comics, so we'll see how long this one lasts. But Ed also likes to write longer series, so we'll see. Um, so basically, the uh, overall um, idea for this series is that, like an Encyclopedia Brown, Harriet the Spy, uh, basically detective, young adult uh, kind of book. What happens when those books end and they're a little bit older? So we get this book called Friday, which is about a character named Friday, and she. Along with um, her friend slash uh, detective, what was his name? Lancelot Jones. Lancelot Jones. Uh, She went off to school and came back. Lancelot Jones is still doing detective work. Uh, There's some things in the past uh, that she uh, kind of hints at. And so basically we get this character who used to be his uh, partner, at least for college, and comes back and what exactly is... uh, how does that work out and where's her head at? So uh, throw words to guest host one first here. Uh, Corey, what did you think about uh, this uh, issue by Ed Ricker and uh, Marcus? Well, you know, I, I want to know more. Um, it seems like the start of a good mystery. Um, I hope that the uh, secret, like, is it okay to dive into spoiler? Yeah, yeah. Here? Spoiler free. Okay. Well, I mean, this thing that happened before she went to college is like, if they just did it, it's like, you can tell that was the setup there, but hopefully it's something more than that. Uh, but it just seemed to imply it was something romantic that happened. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like I said, you know, the dude at the tree was a little, a little weird. So I'm, I'm interested to see what more they have to say about it. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. I would agree with Corey on that part of it. I think like adding that that level of mystery to the book, like, oh, the thing we did the night before I went off to college. I'm like, they alluded it to, to it so many times that when it was like, maybe you'll find out next issue. I was like, OK, <laughs> like, I don't know that that part for me wasn't the best. But I mean, I still thought it was a fun read. And like, I did get that like. Nancy Drew, Hardy Boy, like Harriet the Spy kind of feel uh, for this book. But at least like an epilogue, like a like a Watson coming back to see Holmes after a very long time. See, I got got, Harriet the Spy. What was that? That in the epilogue. That's funny that you say that because uh, he wrote that um, it had something to do with Harriet the Spy, that that was part of the inspiration. Right. Well, I think that's why we're. I think they both have up. the same. <laughs> I think uh, Friday's last name is the same as here at the Spy's last name. Okay. Uh, Alex, what were you going to say? So I, I was telling Garrett before the show that I, reading this, it didn't feel like Brubaker to me. And I think maybe a part of it was that uh, Martine Art, obviously, is it's must, a much different style than what Sean Phillips has. And most of the time you see, you see Sean Phillips on a Brubaker book. Uh, it was interesting. The mystery thing was okay. I feel like Friday, uh, it's almost a shame that Lancelot hasn't changed his lifestyle, that this is the small town that she and he grew up in. He never got out of that style. He never grew up enough that he's still working with the sheriff, which blows my mind that this 20-some-year-old kid is doing more work than the sheriff ever does. And I, I don't know, part of me, I couldn't get into this book enough to be, I mean, I'm interested in it, but I couldn't delve myself in. I couldn't just let loose and enjoy. There was something about it that rubbed me wrong the whole time. I mean, it looks great and it reads nicely, but there's just something that's not sitting well with me. What's that? You don't know? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. If it's the fact that I... I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that I think I'll have to think about and maybe listening to you guys will come to me. But I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'd go out of my way to continue reading it. Um, it is very different in the Brubaker's other books. If you read the uh, back matter in the back, he does state that like uh, when he was uh, just a cartoonist and he really wanted to write, um, these are kind of like the type of books he went back to the library one time it was like found a bunch of these books and like it's what got him back into uh <clears throat> reading and then after these he went and read more uh uh detective kind of noir kind of books and that's what led to like criminal in all those books um but he decided to go back because he's always wanted to write a young adult novel but he calls this a post young adult novel um i thought so they aren't i like mark martin uh He's a good artist, and I like the style of it. It does make it feel like uh, one of those kind of books. I just think the aesthetic, uh, especially like her, Friday herself, uh, really does remind me of Harriet the Spy. And so I think it does well to fit you in that world. Uh, overall story. So this the thing about uh, that's strange about this issue is that <clears throat> because these people have a ha- uh, past and stuff like that, uh, it really does start cold and plants you in the world and you kind of catch up. It even actually has a cold open and then it goes back to the beginning. Um, and so it's going to be like that for a, a little bit. Set up the backstory. Obviously, it's not issue one. This is like uh, like Garrett said. It's Holmes returning, returning to Sherlock. And so there's a lot of backstory we're going to have to figure out and go through uh, to figure out these characters and what's entirely going on uh, before... It feels like we know them. This first issue, since it, it kind of is like boots to the ground, let's run with it. They're in the middle of uh, a mystery uh, and a lot of things are going on. It is uh, really a lot of stuff at you at once. Uh, does it feel like Brubaker? No. I mean, I agree with Alex. It doesn't feel like normal Brubaker, but I thought it was nice to see Ed Brubaker uh, flex his muscles a little bit there and uh, try something different. Uh, if not, at least in this first issue, a little bit of uh, noir for a different audience. Um, I thought that the uh, the the stuff with the man and the tree that felt like Rubaker, and I was like, okay, that feels like him. But all the other stuff is more of a, a character study for Friday and less than a mystery. And so um, it was a little different. I actually did enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the uh, panel work. Uh, 
Marcus Martin is not just the, an artist who uh, draws standard, uh, you know, six uh, panel grids. And uh, so there's a little uh, kind of nuance. And I mean, he does his own thing. Uh, you know Marcus Martin when you see his art. So uh, I enjoyed it enough. I mean, if this came out in issues, I would still buy it. It sounds like Alex probably wouldn't uh, continue it anymore. The only thing with that's wrong with this kind of format of comic and uh, is that because it's, you know, they run everything themselves, unless I read a story when issue two comes out, I'm not going to know it came out. So, I mean, it's going to be very hard for me to keep up with the series. Is what happened with Private Eye is that I would constantly have to check and see if it came out. Uh, it's not like Comixology or something like that online or digital that will tell me when it's out. And they did say that, that they're going to release the whole thing collected when it's done in uh, images. Image has the right to print this afterwards. So if this kind of style of comic in terms of digital uh, and also like it's digital, but it also <coughs> like you have to download and figure a way to read it. Uh, if that does not interest you. It is going to be coming out in print. So. See, I think that's what it is, actually. You say here, because you said I may not, if it came out in print, would I get it? I actually probably would, because I enjoy getting print books. Um, but I had to download it, and then it, it downloaded in a PDF. And so yeah. I didn't do the usual where I could zoom in, and it would switch the page and help do the, the comicsology focus, is what I'm going to call it. And so I kept having to change my phone. I kept having to zoom in. I kept having to do all these things. It was a lot of work. Yeah, when I was I mean, reading off my phone, when I went too far to the left, it would scroll me all the way back up to the first page, and that was kind of irritating. So, yeah, just a better reading format. Um, yeah, I mean, I like. I think the art was incredible. I mean, it did, it did set up that, like, you know, dark, noir kind of story. Um, you know, but when I got to, like, the Lancelot Jones character, I, I just, like, I, like, you know, when I said that metaphor, like, Watson returning back to Holmes, I mean, I was like, this is kind of like kid Sherlock Holmes from what I can tell right now. Like he's leading the police force. He's on the, you know, he's on a, a crime when she gets off the plane and like, he's really driven. And I'm like that for me, I was just, I was hoping there'd be like a hook or some kind of trait of a character that would be like, Oh, I'm pumped for issue two. And like, I'm curious about the story. Cause like even seeing this guy and mumbling about the white queen, the whole issue, I was just like, you got to give me like a chunk of the mystery or like a, a piece that I can understand to get me invested into the second issue. And then unfortunately it was just kind of like, well, here's a piece, here's a piece, here's a piece. And we'll maybe give you some other pieces next, but they're not answers. You know, I, see, but I, I, like I already, I already kind of thought about what the, the dude is talking about a white lady and a white lady is a, is a spirit of a lady who, uh, committed suicide after being cheated on. And I'm wondering if she didn't get a hold of this guy or maybe this guy's just going stark raving mad. Who knows? Uh, like he made me interested to find out what else is going on. If it's actually supernatural esque thing, or if it's all just uh jibber jabber and he's just gone crazy. I guess we'll see. Um, like, uh, Garrett said, I, I think, I liked it enough to continue reading, but it, it wasn't an issue where it was like hook you in the first issue. It's not really like a, that's what I'm saying. It's, it doesn't really feel like a mystery. Let's hook you in issue one and you want to figure that out. Even though there is a mystery, it's very light. I think that this is more of like, if you like Friday, you want to see where Friday goes. Uh, that's where you stick with the book. Um, I was going to say, I did find it funny Lancelot Jones. And this happens in those books a lot, not this book, but like young adult uh, detective books like this. How the cops just following him and, and you know the doing everything that he says the uh, captain and I was just like they're trusting this fucking kid and he's like we're on a mystery let's go and this guy's like driving around and I was just like why are you believing this kid what's his credentials did he go to school for something like is he's not even part of the force like just driving around he's gonna figure out these crimes which I guess actually he's pretty successful at so I guess you have a track record <laughs> to uh, uh, count on that this Lancelot Jones is. Uh, uh, figuring stuff out so um i did find that a little bit funny but also it made me more want to go back and read those type of books than continue reading this book i feel like and that's not to say i won't continue reading this book but i'm saying like i was more like hyped to go back and like oh let me i want to read a hardy boys book like let me go read that real quick mm-hmm. but so, so i had one weird random thought while i read while i read it was uh Lancelot and Friday and the sheriff show up watching uh, Weasel Dude 
draw on the tree or scratch on the tree. And they talk about, well, should we go talk to him? And Lancelot goes, no, let's stay back here, but let's make sure he doesn't finish what he's doing. And so Friday makes a uh, oh, yeah, rock snowball. That. Oh, yeah. And she chucks it at him. She's trying to kill this motherfucker. So, so I'm already going, okay, she now is actually assaulting him. He's not doing anything other than scratching on a tree and mumbling to himself. She just assaulted him. Then he turns around and attacks her. And so she beats him up again. And okay. then he runs away. <laughs> and then Lancelot's just like Friday and like nuts, nods the way he's running. She's like, I know, I know. And she goes after him. I, she must be the muscle in this group. Like she's going, she's beating people up. <laughs> I totally it's forgot like, about that. She threw so. a rock at him. He should be dead, dude. That's <laughs> something. I think she Alex is right though. That's considered like adult with a weapon. If you wrap a rock in snow, like snowball, and she does that twice. She that's how she knocks him out to like get him to the hospital. So, <laughs> yeah, that made it worse for me just now remembering that. Well, she's a and so then and then. Lancelot and the sheriff drop her off to the hospital and they're talking to her going, um, you're cool, aren't you? Because we're going to go do more work uh, instead of driving her home like they could have on their way to go do their other work. They leave her at the hospital and give her her bags. She has to call her mom. Uh, hey, mom, I'm at the hospital. <gasps> no, 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 don't worry. I'm fine. I just got left here. Yeah, that is got so, left here. Well, I also find it weird. They get their perp, right? And so, like, when Lancelot Jones is like, hey, Friday, go get that guy. Okay. What the fuck is he doing at the car? He's just like, well, I could go look at that tree, but I think I'm just going to wait for Friday to get the guy and put him in the car. So, <laughs> but we'll drive back later. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Just... That's why they leave her at the hospital. She's like, we're going to go look at that tree some more. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Yeah, this this has gone down in my books now. <laughs> I, I mean, admittedly, when it gets collected or they put out the single issues, will I buy it? Probably. I'll go into it knowing that the first issue, maybe it's going to be, it's going to seem weak from memory, but I also trust Brubaker's writing that right. it's going to either make sense or it's going to be good. This first 30 pages, it just, it was maybe an eye opener that it is such a different muscle yeah. brain strength that he's writing. Uh, I want to enjoy it. I just, there was... I need more of it, I think, for I me. I did also yeah. re- just remember, you, you remind me that there is a, a section where they go back and uh, do some folklore tale, and the the artist, uh, Marcos Martin, changes up his style a little bit. And I actually did enjoy that, those pages. They actually look pretty nice. But also, I kept thinking during that that I would prefer, once again, like if this was in a format, whether it be print or digital, that is actually part of a reader, which you can do, but it's a lot of work to f- try to figure out uh, on a, a mobile device, how to get that set up. Um, I just wanted to have some... So I, my first thought when reading a comic is not, like, not to be frustrated with how I'm reading it. And so I, the whole time, was just like, I wish this was some other way I can enjoy this. Because I think, I, especially those like two-page spreads when he's telling that folklore stuff, I think that would look cool in print. Um, so I guess we'll see. Uh, once again, I actually uh, wanted to mention, you know that one thing they kept uh, alluding to, the thing they did before... She left for college. Uh, after Alex reminded me about The Rock, maybe they killed somebody. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> or <it's> sex. <laughs> yeah, that's what she this was, is a young adult story, Corey. That's why she was like, oh, my patented rock within the uh, snow. And I was like, you're patented? Huh? How many people have she been fucking any with these rocks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll do a flashback story. She's just murdering little kids with these fucking snowballs. Well, it's like, <laughs> That snowy anyway. She's so he's so zonked out of his mind. The guy at the tree. It's like what? He's not gonna know the difference if it's snow or a rock or not. Like why does he care? Just throw the freaking rock. Well, I don't understand. I see what you're saying. Why do you have to cushion it? Just chuck the damn rock. It's <laughs> an even cushion, unless, right? Unless in her mind, the rock's gonna kill him, and not the ice packed on top of the rock. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. If you pack it with ice, it's still gonna hurt as much as if you just threw the rock, right? That's not a cushion. Yeah, there's there's some definite. I mean, it's it's playful. It's a fun book, and it does make me think of those like yeah, fun young adult mystery things. But now that we just talked about, it, there's a lot of a lot of gaps in logic. I mean, well, they'd be like, they'd be like the Hardy Boys sneaking up on whoever they're going to catch, and then pushing them down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they all pat. Hey, that that 
That's Car- Mr. So-and-so. <laughs> hey, that's their move, baby. They catch you up behind you and push you on the stairs. Or uh, Nancy Drew coming up behind somebody and uh, putting them in a chokehold to knock them out. I mean, <laughs> whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, Friday. You know what I want to go with? Even though I feel like it's, uh, I will say, uh, strong, this number. But I feel like this one's just getting there. Uh, an eight for me. But it's mostly to do with Marcus Martin's art. And Brubaker, like Alex said, I trust him enough to... Like, I like the Friday character, and it's definitely a slow burn book. Like, if you're not in, you're not in. Like, it takes a long time to feel a little bit satisfied with this issue. And I'm not even saying, like, an eight in terms of, oh, this is really, really good. And for me, like, this, I know this is a personal choice as eight, but um, I felt it was good enough, especially for something that was, you know what? A surprise in these times. I don't know if I would, I would rank this lower if I had something else to read right now. But uh, I was actually, uh, it was refreshing to read something new. So I'm going to go with the six. I mean, I think that it has promise. And like, I think once we get the second issue, things will develop more. And, and like, you know, we always talk about how first issues are really hot, like really hard to land, but it's always better to have a better ending than like a horrible beginning. So I don't know. I think I'm in, I'm interested and I will definitely read issue two, but uh, as far as just this issue goes, yeah, six, like I don't even, I, I don't really get a good grasp where the story is going to go. I mean, besides this white queen mystery and obviously explaining what happened the night before she went to college, but I just needed like a little payoff or at least like show us what's on the tree before you cut to the next issue. Corey. Right. Uh, oh, go ahead, Corey. What? Oh, uh, I would say, yeah, probably. Eh, I'm even going to give it a five. Like, you know, it was, there was parts that were interesting, but otherwise I'm just like, eh, it just didn't like, I don't know. It didn't leave me satisfied. Like I got a full story. Obviously it's the first issue and it needs to set up what the series is going to be about. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was I was half in it. Alex, uh, I think if I gave it more than a six, I'd be lying because all I did was rake on this book. Um, I gave it a six. I did. I, I'm interested enough to probably get it when it comes out in trade and or single issues to collect, and that's just the collector part of me. Uh, as for reading it on online, I'll pass for the time being. There you go. That is Friday by Ed Rubicker and Marcos Martin, available at panelsyndicate.com. Like I said, it's pay what you want, so whatever you'd like to pay, you can certainly do that. There's four different formats, PDF, and then some other uh, CB, uh, Z files, if you have your own comic reader. But like I said, I mean, I understand some of you are probably going to be like, hey, Marvy, you could have downloaded your own comic book thing. And I was like, to read one issue, I wasn't going to invest the time to figure that out. So, um, Quick question before we uh, I move on here to the uh, end credits. Uh, Corey and Garrett, did you used to like read uh, Hardy Boys kind of books? Um, Some, like we found, we came across like a collection uh, that was given to us that I think uh, I think it was our grandparents that had it, that, and they gave us a couple of them. But I don't know if we ever read them. I've read a couple of them. Um, who? There's another detective book. It wasn't uh, Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew or anything like that, but I used to read. Uh, it was a kid series, but also like Encyclopedia Brown. That sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. No, yeah, I don't know. I like I read like a lot. Of, I don't think I read that. No, I think it was a lot more like Goosebumps and stuff that, and there wasn't really a lot of detectives, but those were all mysteries. So, but yeah, um, drawing a blank. Uh, there you go. Drawing a blank as, uh, you know, the, the Basil Baker Street, the great mouse detective, as they call it. That was also a book beforehand. <laughs> so I can see a comic made out of that. So, uh, Wednesday comics, six Oh five at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us, uh, let us know what you're keeping yourself occupied with. Six Oh five, two one five, eighteen forty nine is the phone number or go to anchor.fm and press the message to leave us. I'll press the button to leave us a message. Uh, you can also figure out how to subscribe to the show at uh, WednesdayComics.com. Uh, there's about 10 or 11 choices, so pick your poison and figure out how you want to subscribe to the show. Obviously, in these times, uh, these shows are going to be a little bit shorter. We're trying to uh, find ways to keep you entertained, 
but uh, if you got ways you uh, want to keep entertained these days, let us know on Twitter. That is at Wednesday Comics for the show, at Alex Pastrello, at Garot2188, at Corey Walls, and at Marvin underscore Salguero. So uh, make sure to visit our sponsors to support them during these times. RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp thing. Uh, go there. Follow him on DC World Swampy on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. Rainbow Comics and Cards.com, your definitive source for all things comics. Uh, still open at these times. So if you're looking to get your comic books and, uh, and you want to get them, let's say, for instance, you're in a, a state that your business doesn't open next week uh, in DC's putting out comic books, go to the website and you can order comic books and they'll mail them to you. Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. So there's an option for you uh, to supplement your uh, comic book needs until your comic book shop uh, is able to open again. So, uh, Alex, there wasn't a forecast this week. As always, but what do you think about the forecast? What do you think? It's going to be nice and sunny, right? I think so. <clears throat> it's supposed to be spring it's supposed to be gorgeous i think we're finally done hopefully with most of that snow uh i mean last easter easter we got what three inches four inches of snow a week later it all was melted. It, yeah i was gonna say it was gone like by the next day so or like two days later so so it's it's we're on the we're on the track to get better uh, i'm just hoping we actually get a little bit more spring 60s 70s save those 80s 90s and 100s uh until uh june july I see Wednesday, the highest 74 degrees. Yeah, Wednesday comics. Uh, Beautiful day, 74. Uh, Even though you're not supposed to be socializing right now, go ahead, step outside, breathe in some of that air, open the windows. Uh, Make sure you're still getting enough sunlight. Need that vitamin D. Uh, Otherwise, you need to be uh, popping some vitamin D pills. Right, Alex? It's good for you. You know it. But also, if you're like Alex, put on some sunblock or you're going to get burnt. Alex, what Monsters. do you use? SPF 150? 1,000. <laughs> I even burn the sun when the sun touches me. He burns the sun when the sun touches him. Uh, it reminds me of All-Star Superman. Gets too close to the sun and then some bad <laughs> things happen. Uh, don't get too close to the sun this week. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Guest host one. Hey, everyone. But, keep turning those pages. One, but I'm usually not on your sign-off. Well, what? you're on the show, so I let you be on the sign-off. But usually you guys do that three-person sign-off, so I never chime in on them. Oh, why well, always wait for the person that I look like an idiot? Hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages. <laughs>